Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, weed is legal, but uh, four months in, you, you can't get it. Well, you, you can. You can on every corner if you know a guy. Uh, but uh, shortages have been reported right across Canada. And, you know, certain provinces have had to do things like put restrictions on store hours. Over in Quebec, uh, they only allow stores to open three days a week. New Brunswick uh, has started laying off staff at stores. Um, and I guess there's a lot of concern as to what happens when Ontario retail opens up in April. There's just simply not enough. Only the government could not produce enough pot. <laughs> Go, you know, call your dealer. They'll just be down the street. Wait for the government to do it. You could be waiting as much as, what, five years, they're saying? Five years? Maybe the government should buy it off that guy down the street. He (laughs) seems to have plenty. They might. They probably already do. Who knows? We just don't know about that story yet. But nonetheless, um, you know, once the government touches it, it screws up everything. But how do you not get enough product ready? I mean, sure, Bill Blair says everything's on track. But really, what's he smoking? No, it's not. You don't have enough pot. Let's bring someone who knows this business well and, of course, uh, has been a four, uh, leader in this, Brad Polis. He was, uh, is with the Cannabis Business Expert. He's also got this college course that he's teaching over at Ryerson's uh, University's Ted Rogers School of Business. He joins us now. Brad, how is it that we have a pot shortage? I mean, how, how on earth did we not have a government that was able to prepare for the rollout of this? I'm not sure I would put all of the blame on the government, Alex, although certainly some of it could squarely be faced on their shoulders. Um, There's actually a fair bit of cannabis in the system right now. It seems to be having a hard time working its way through, though. So if you look at year-end inventories of cannabis, there was, well, enough to probably satisfy several months of actual uh, retail sales as we've seen them roll out so far. So... We have to wonder why that cannabis isn't getting shipped. It's either it's either packaging or labeling delays, or one of the problems for sure is there's not enough testing labs in the country, and that's getting addressed, but um, is a problem. It is a problem. It's not for the black market though, because they don't package it, they don't <laughs> they don't test it, they just get it to you, and that's why I think a lot of people are saying, including the black market, kind of laughing at this, saying, you know what, keep keep being you know the way you are, government in in regulations and rules and and testing and all the rest of it. We'll just keep doing it in our way and getting into the hands of people. It's true, and and it looks like um, the black market's going to continue to enjoy somewhere around two thirds to three quarters of the business uh, in 2019 and that's obviously a boon for them how i mean they're talking up to five years does that surprise you i mean everyone else in the private market seemed to kind of have their proverbial crap together in dealing with this everyone was ready to go but as soon as you get government involved it slows everything down but are you surprised at how backlogged they are as far as supply I'm surprised that it's been as bad as it has been since October, but I don't think for one second, Alex, that it's going to take five years. We're we're going to have this sorted out by the end of 2019, I would argue. Mm-hmm. And um, what's going to be interesting is in 2020 and beyond, 
as more and more capacity comes on, I'm, I'm, I'm actually imagining we're going to have an oversupply situation like exists today in California and Oregon. And with that, the drop in prices that will be required, frankly, to move everybody from the, the illicit market over to the legal market. Right. But I, I don't get the sense, though, that the black market feels like it's got too much to worry about at this point. So they've got a good several years of, of runway left ahead of them. There's no question about that. But we will see declining sales over time as, um, as, as the products and the pricing gets sorted out. And then, of course, as the government cracks down, uh, we, we will see over time the diminishment of the, of the illicit market. However, it will exist in some form for, for a good long time to come. And what about when Ontario? I mean, Ontario hasn't even gone uh, online as far as the retail uh, part of this. And so if there's supply issues right now uh, in other parts of the country, is Ontario not going to get hit even worse? Ontario is actually a really special case because uh, I would argue no. We're, we're choking it off at the retail point. So we're going to choke demand off at the, at the last point in the chain, which is where the, re- where the customer demands it from the retailer. Um, so we'll be actually demanding as a country, as a sorry, as a province, uh, less cannabis than we otherwise would if we had a proper retail framework in place. And then I guess as the Ford government loosens that 25 number over time, um, obviously then the demand and the need to satisfy it will go up. How much? I mean, you've certainly been watching this for a long time, and certainly had been working towards the legalization of marijuana. But is it going as smoothly or worse than you predicted? It's going just about as I expected. For sure, we expected when you change society like this and you bring in so many new sets of regulations at different, at three different levels of government and at 13 different distributors across the country that the LPs have to deal with, um, you're going to have some hiccups. There's just no question about it. Uh, the only, I think the only thing that none of us could predict is exactly where the hiccups would be, but, but everybody expected they'd be here. Okay, and we still haven't yet seen the edible market come into play, and so that's yet another challenge. Will that be the easier market to regulate than, let's say, the smoking part of it? Oh, good golly, no. <laughs> so, no, no. The, the edibles market brings with it all kinds of additional uh, concerns that aren't really there with uh, dried flour and, and, and with oil. Um, obviously, access by kids is a, is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, I think that we're going to see the rules in a state of flux for a while with edibles because I don't actually think the government's got the dosage numbers right. So we'll see probably a lot of pushback from the industry and from users on that, and, and likely we'll see a change over some time. So watching that unfold will be fun. It will be. Well, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, it, it's it's hard to get upset about pot being, you know, not available to customers. It's like you can live without pot. It'd be like crying over spilt beer or whatever. Uh, but I think a lot of people expected that in the couple of years that the government had before rolling this out, they would have probably been a little bit better organized. But then again, that's probably why they just dumped it on the provinces uh, to roll it out for them, because they knew that this was going to be part of the hiccups. Mm, for sure. And, and frankly, if if the retail demand was greater, we'd be in a bigger pickle as an industry. But um, I guess, luckily, I'll use that word somewhat reluctantly, uh, the demand hasn't quite been there as it, as it, you know, it might have otherwise been. Right now, uh, only around 10% of cannabis sales are going through the legal market. And um, if that had been a higher number, of course, we'd see a lot more pressure being put on the system and more shortages and more stockouts and the like. 
And by the way, we've already seen one retailer in, in Newfoundland go under uh, because they just couldn't withstand the, you know, the lack of sales that came out about as a result of the shortages, which really speaks to the need to be really well capitalized if you're going in this business. It's not for the faint of heart or, or for the, uh, the hobbyist. Yeah, I mean, I, but I guess a lot of people uh, figured that the rollout would be 100% and that they'd just be able to jump on it, not um, anticipating or building in some of the headaches that go along with it. Uh, but I don't think anyone expected, Brad, I don't think anyone thought that growing it would be such a would be such a big problem. I just, I don't know if this is a matter of um, the growers now setting up more warehousing or, uh, you know, greenhouses. Like, are they going to, ha- are they able to, to grow more? So... If you look at the amount of growing space that uh, just two of the big companies, Aurora and Afria, mm-hmm. have kind of on the books. So sort of what they've announced that they're going to have available when their current build-out plans are done, those two companies alone can satisfy the Canadian demand. So what we have here is just a, uh, it's a slower build-out than I think what was anticipated and certainly uh, probably what the market expected given the the crazy market caps that we see in this industry. Well, it's been an interesting ride, and uh, we'll wait, I guess, to see what happens when Ontario finally opens its doors to the other side of this thing, and uh, maybe they'll figure it out by then, but I doubt it. Yeah, looking forward to April 1. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Brad, thank you. How's the course going, by the way? So we at Ryerson launched the, the Business of Cannabis course in the fall of September 2018, and uh, we're offering it again this winter. By the fall of 2019, we actually hope to have a suite of courses that will one day be an actual post-grad certificate. There you go. All right. Growing along as you go. Brad, thanks for your insight on this. I appreciate it. Anytime, Alex. Thanks. That is Brad Polis joining us tonight. By the way, they'll never run out because you can buy it in a parking lot just down the street. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.